Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> Happy Cinco de Mayo as well. Happy birthday. I mean, man, big things happen. It's a good week, right? Good yeah, week. Right? <laughs> all right. What are you drinking today, my friend? I'm drinking Blondale by Evasion Brewing. Throw it up to the camera so you can see. Nice. It's gluten-free. Hmm. At a McMinnville, Oregon. Nice. I want it's a tall can, too. Hope you like it. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's all right. You it's suffer a, through a can. It's got a weird aftertaste, if I'm being honest. Mm. That's weird for a blonde. You'd think like a Belgian style, maybe. But I must need some gluten in it or something. I don't know. Uh, weird. <laughs> uh, today, I'm drinking good old-fashioned Guinness. It's the, uh, the go-to in my household. There you go, man. Hope you're hungry. <sighs> yes, I am, actually. <laughs> so, those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. This episode is going to be a busy one. We got the review of the midweek games, preview of May 4th to May 7th, Champions League semifinal preview, some news out, and you can find out later what that is, Uh, and our Champions League semifinal combined 11 from all four teams. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. In the English Premier League on May 1st, we had a bottom-of-the-table six-pointer, Leicester City against Everton. You said a draw. I picked Leicester. In all honesty, Leicester probably should have won the game, but it ended in a draw, 2-2. I disagree with that statement. I watched the whole thing. So did I. Jamie Vardy should have had the third goal. Hit the No way, dude. Everton had the better chances. Penalty should have scored it. Calvert Lewin from a yard out. Yeah, well, it would have been four to three. Okay. <laughs> no way, dude. Everton had the better chances. I will say Leicester had more possession, but they couldn't. I would. I don't think they did much with it. Well, as far as what did happen, uh, Everton dominated the opening ten minutes. I will say that uh, they should have scored through Alexander Wobi, but some great goalkeeping in this game, uh, denied by Iverson from probably what five yards away. Uh, he was probably a little bit more now. A little bit more than more, that. Like maybe eight, something like that. Yeah, save, but it was a great save. Everton took the lead on 15 minutes after Castagna bundled over Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, more like shoved him in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, gave away a penalty kick. It was clear and obvious. Calvert-Lewin stepped it up and slammed it home. It's the uh, soccer version of a slam dunk. <laughs> All right, Leicester equalized seven minutes later through Soyonchu. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his first name. After a wonderful headed assist by Vout Feiss, offset piece, and a little bit against the run of play, I would say. Definitely against the run of play, I would say. It was all Everton beginning Up of that until game. until that point, yeah. Everton came out and they said, okay, Leicester, let's see what you can do. Yeah, uh, we're fighting for our lives too. Yep. Lester doubled their lead on the 33rd minute through none other than Jamie Vardy. After a superb through ball by James Madison, sent him in on goal, dribbled around Pickford, put it in the net. Poor giveaway in the midfield. I think it was by a Wobie. Yeah. 
Gave it right to Thielman's. Thielman's little first touch to Madison. Madison. One, two, three. In right the on net. to Jamie Vardy. You cannot give the ball away in dangerous positions. How many times do I have to say it? Yeah, especially square balls in the middle of the park through build-up play because it leaves oh, you very vulnerable. It was, yeah, very exposed on the counter, which yeah. that's what happened. Lester, we're given a penalty kick on the in the 53rd minute, so 45 plus 8. First half stoppage time, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it. I think it was 12. It was a lot, yeah. It was a lot. Uh, James Madison stepped up to take it and kicked it right denied. down the middle and denied by Jordan Pickford. See cheat a lot, sheet, of, cheat lot of headlines on his cheat sheet on his water bottle. Goes through down the middle 60% of the time. Well, it works 60% of the time every time. <laughs> okay, Everton, yeah, Everton leveled the match on the 54th minute. Alexander will be after, uh, I would say, a fine performance other than his giveaway for the goal. It's very terrible giveaway. Yeah. He had a great game. Other than that, though, got his name on the score sheet. Nice finish. Well-deserved. I will say he's very energetic and is always a willing runner. Yeah. In that ever. I mean, he was like that for Arsenal, too. Yeah. But he had way more bad giveaways for Arsenal than he ever has for Everton. Uh, Either team could have won it in the last 20 minutes, but lacked a quality finish. And uh, yeah, doesn't give do any of them, either one of them, any favors. No, Everton 19th place on 29 points. Leicester in 16th place on 30 points. But they're just in 16th off goal differential. Yeah. Four games left. And they're not going to be easy ones for either team. No. This is, man, this is going to be tough. I don't know who's going to go down. It changes week by week. I have a feeling the relegation battle is going to be more exciting than the title race and the top four race. Maybe not the Europa League spot, but. It's going to be exciting. Honestly, relegation is just, there's more on the line than a Europa League spot. I care more about relegation than that. I mean, everybody from essentially Crystal Palace down still could possibly get relegated. I mean, you're not wrong. They could, but I think it's down to Leicester, Leeds, Nottingham Forest, Everton, Southampton. Southampton already being doomed. Maybe West Ham. Maybe. They're four points clear. I think they're okay, but. You never know. A lot of these teams face each other coming down the stretch, so we'll see. On the second, we had the London Derby. Arsenal against Chelsea. We both picked Arsenal. Arsenal, clear-cut winners in this one, winning 3-1. to But I wouldn't say it's because Arsenal looked really good. I would say Chelsea are that bad. I was going to say, was this more Arsenal looking good or Chelsea looking bad? Chelsea looked awful. They look so bad. Frank Lampard said it best, and Chelsea are the easiest team in the Premier League to play against right now. Teams just enjoy going there, and they have a great time. Yeah, they're they're bad, man. I got, I don't even know where to start with them, honestly. Maybe their attack, like going with Aubameyang up front. First half, he had maybe, what, five touches? Six he had touches? four touches, and Arsenal had three goals. There you go. Taking off at halftime. All right, so Martin Odegaard got the scoring started with a great finish after a cross from Granit Xhaka through six Chelsea defenders who all stared at it when Odegaard hit it. Lovely kind of ball along the ground. Odegaard hits it first time, dude. It was a beauty. That was in the 18th minute. Deja vu then coming up. (laughs) 28th minute, 
Ball hit Wesley Fofana in the arm. Should it have been a penalty kick? No. No. Hand away from the body, hits him right in the hand. I didn't look like it was that bad. On the replays, it looked really bad. In live play, it did not look bad. So, thought I'd bring it up. Since, you know, nobody knows what a handball is anymore. <laughs> I don't know what a handball is. I anymore. don't either. I really don't. So, I'm just going to bring up all the instances that could be a handball. And we'll try to decide. Maybe we'll, we'll figure it out by one of these last days. four games, huh? <laughs> yeah. Odegaard made it two on 31. Uh, pretty much deja vu, except for this time, Zinchenko played the ball across and Odegaard slotted it in the back of the net. Raheem Sterling with some terrible defending. Wow. It pretty much summed up the two seasons, right? Odegaard running to the ball and Raheem Sterling just standing there walking. Well, I mean, he takes a look back to see Odegaard, because that's who he's marking. And then the ball comes in, and Odegaard runs to the ball, and Sterling doesn't see Odegaard. And yeah. Thiago Silva, I think, was laying into Raheem Sterling on that one. <laughs> As he should, because he has not been great defensively this season. Gabriel Jesus made it three on 34 minutes, just three minutes later, after a ball was put in by Ben White. Chested by Jesus to Granit Xhaka, who had his shot saved, and Jesus was there to poke in the rebound. And Arsenal pretty much on cruise control. Yeah, Tiago Silva had a goal line clearance early in the second half. Noni Medueke got one back for Chelsea. Wonderful through ball by Enzo Fernandez. Uh, he looks like their getting... best player, Medueke. Yeah, he did. That name. Um. But kind of a lucky goal, I would say. Got a lucky deflection off Gabrielle's heel, looped it over Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah, disappointing for your Arsenal, especially Ramsdale wanting that clean sheet. It's yeah, kind of been and there. they haven't they haven't kept a clean sheet since William Saliba got hurt. So, and you know, I, I mentioned Arsenal it. defensively, especially without Saliba, are prone to letting in goals. I mean, this is a Chelsea team that scored one goal in the month of April. Mm-hmm. And just, have just as many in May now. If you're if you're a team trying to compete for the title, man, you gotta keep one of these worst teams that are even, scoring goals even out. Even relegation, you have to be able to score goals, nonetheless. Yeah. And yeah, a team fighting for the title, even though it's not in their own hands, they do everything they can to at least keep it a two horse race. Um, I would but say Chelsea, Chelsea looked. More dangerous going forward than in previous games, though, in this one, especially in the second half. Defensively, they were terrible, though. Yeah, they looked better in the second half for sure. Um, There was a scene in the second half. I think it was about 80 minutes on the clock where Atzbilicueta went down on the ground. um, And one of his teammates, like, got the ball and looked at him and then turned around and played the ball up the field. And they went all the way to Arsenal's goal. And Aaron Ramsdale got the ball before the ref stopped it for their own player that was injured. Oh. <laughs> kind of, for me, summed up the unity in their squad at the moment. Yeah, and then I kind of want to go back to the goal Chelsea scored. Yeah. I, I blame Zinchenko on that one, man. He let that ball go over the top. He didn't keep an eye on Maduake. It's yeah, just kind of showing... Yeah, right in behind him. It's showing his deficiency at defense, and he's yeah. getting exposed, it seems like, every game. Uh, more often than not, definitely. And it, yeah, it's, it's not a good sign for Arsenal that he wants to go play in the midfield rather than play defense. So he's always looking to go forward. 
instead of looking backwards to see where his man is. But I just wanted to touch on that, but we can yeah. move on now. I will say he did look better overall defensively, except for, you know, one lapse in concentration per se. That one lapse can cost you. It can. It uh, did. Will, they played Liverpool. Yeah. I will say, though, uh, Jakob Kivior looks solid. Looks impressive. He looks pretty good. Um, yeah. Especially playing on the right side of defense, which is not his natural position. And uh, I would say Granit Xhaka might be making more of a impression or a more of a difference maker than Thomas Partey is this season. The more games that play that are played right now. Yeah. Partey yeah. hasn't looked incredibly impressive. I mean, Partey didn't start those games. Jorginho did. Yeah. But you can see how much of a difference it is when Partey plays and Granit Xhaka doesn't versus when Xhaka plays and Partey doesn't. I was kind of hoping Jorginho would score a goal. I was hoping to. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's get to one last question before we move on. Okay. Better chance of happening this season, Targo. Arsenal win the title or Chelsea get relegated? Let's see. Who do Chelsea still have to play? City, United, Newcastle? Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest. And Nottingham Forest. I see maybe at most six points out of that. They're nine points off of the relegation zone. I think. I think they're safe. They get zero points. I still think, think they're, they're safe. still safe. Yeah. God, I would love to see them. Do you see Leicester leads or not even Forest getting three wins? No, I don't. But one win for Forest could be. I mean, all three of them would have to get nine points. And then some. Probably ten. So, no, I say Arsenal have a better chance of winning the league than Chelsea getting relegated. If that was your question. I, I would still I would still enjoy it very much if Chelsea were. 17th coming out of the season. <laughs> All right, moving on. On the third, we had Liverpool against Fulham. We both picked Liverpool. This one ended 1-0, but I'll be honest with you, it probably should have been a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah, Liverpool, man, they were on the front foot most of this game. They got the lead in the 39th minute after a PK was given for a foul by Issa Diop and Mo Salah converted. Yeah, Issa Diop, man. He wasn't looking at, I think it was Darwin Nunez. He was looking upfield to clear the ball when Darwin Nunez came and poked it away right when he went to go swing for it. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Catches Darwin Nunez, fouls him. <laughs> yeah, like you said, Mo Salah, he went down the middle. He quit going to the... Can't miss wide if you to go the down left, the middle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. But Luis, I know we, I know we were kind of harping on Mo Salah though, not having a great season. He's quietly but having a great season. He's having a pretty yeah. good season now. I would say. He's, <laughs> yeah, I know. We Second were, half you know, of the season, he's definitely stepped it up. Talking up Marcus Rashford. I think Mo Salah has more goals than Marcus Rashford. He does now. Yeah. But Liverpool were definitely missing Luis Diaz. You could see uh, oh, 100% man. in this one. It's good he's to so see him back. He's he's a fun player to watch. Yeah, he, he likes to run at defenders. So it's good to have him back if you're a Liverpool fan. Definitely. And they got a formidable attack, man. With Luis Diaz, Mohamed Salah, Cody Gagpo, Darwin Nunez, Diogo Jota, Roberto Firmino still there until the end of the season. Yeah, when they're all healthy, man, it's scary. That's a that's a good attack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, they fixed their midfield problems, and they're 
definitely title contenders come next season. I will say, even without Bobby Firmino. Yeah, he has. It's kind of been. He scored an important goal for him at Anfield there against Arsenal, but yeah, well, it's his favorite team to play against, so I'd expect nothing less from him. Next up, we had Manchester City against West Ham. As you can see, I wore my blue. I had my claret on earlier, hoping <laughs> West Ham would get a result. We both picked City, though, and they trounced West Ham 3-0. It was level at halftime, though. Your City colors. <laughs> That's it's what it looks not like. not quite a baby blue. <laughs> it's a little darker. But yeah, West Ham, man, they played good in the first half, I thought. They were good defensively, kind of limited Man City's chances, but there's two halves in this game, and in the second half, Man City came out to play. Yeah, it only took five minutes in the second half for City to break the deadlock through Nathan Ake. But man, let's talk about that ball from Riyad Mahrez. Oh, a beautiful. He, uh, yeah, it was a free kick. He curled it in there. Yeah, essentially put it on a platter for him with a wide open net. Can't really. I mean, not many people are going to miss from that spot. And then the The record breaker, the inevitable, the robot, Erling motherfucking Holland broke the EPL scoring record in the 70th minute. Devastating counter, delightful chip, history made. Yeah, I almost thought Fabianski was going to save it. You got a little hand to it, but. Not quite. Beautiful no. through ball from, I think it was Jack Grealish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, can't lose the ball in the middle of the park. That's what happened. Yeah. City, probably the best team in the world on the counterattack just because of Erling Holland. And, I mean, normally Kevin De Bruyne, he wasn't even on the bench for this one. So No, he was out. And then Phil Foden made it three in the 85th minute. But be honest with you, the game was over by then. Uh, after the first goal, it seemed like the floodgates were just going to open. And they did. Yeah, City with that win, they went back to the top of the table. 79 points, one point above Arsenal, but City have a game in hand. Yeah. But they Arsenal. got a tough couple, a last couple games going away to Brentford and... Away to Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. But Arsenal think... play Newcastle next, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> I mean, City play Leeds and Everton in their next two league games. Arsenal play Brighton and Newcastle. So, all right, let's preview this weekend's game. Speaking of Brighton or Newcastle. All right. On the fourth. Oh, wait, that's today. We got Brighton against Man United. Part, what is it now? Three? Part four? Four, I think. I don't even know. Seems like they play every other week. Brighton looked a better side last time, but lost some penalty kicks in the FA Cup. This is at the Amex. How do you see this one going? I want to change my answer, man. I'm going to go with Brighton. Is that just because I picked Brighton? No, because it's at the Amex, and you reminded me of how they played in the FA Cup. Yeah. Brighton are so good at home. Except against Forrest, apparently, for some kind of reason. Some blip on the radar. I guess. But Man United, different team away from home. Brighton, they're so fun to watch. I'm excited to watch this game, and I think they'll get the win. Although I think it'll probably be closer than I'm anticipating. So maybe a 3-2 to two scoreline. 
All right. Well, I'll call that. I'll call that. You're wearing your Brighton colors, not your Man City colors. How about that? I will take that every day. <laughs> there you go. Every day of the week, my friend. On the sixth, we got Bournemouth against Chelsea. This normally would be considered a route, but uh, the way Chelsea are playing, it's anyone's ball game. Chelsea uh. sitting in twelfth place on thirty nine points. Bournemouth and thirteenth place him? on thirty nine points. Oh my god. Oh man, yeah. Bournemouth have been playing so good. I I want them to win, but I don't want to pick Chelsea either. But I think I'm. They can't lose every game, right? Like they got to win one of these. Why not Bournemouth? Come on! If they keep playing the way they have, I don't see them winning any games. They're just so just eleven players on the pitch. Yeah, there's no chemistry there at all. Mm-mm. Wow, Frank Lampard's got to get one win. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Chelsea, man. All right, it pains me. I'm, I'm gonna go. Wrong. I'm gonna go with the hot hand in Bournemouth for this one, and just to see Bournemouth jump above Chelsea. What a stab in the hearts to Chelsea fans everywhere. That would be great. Yeah, it would be. Next up, we got Manchester City against Leeds. Leeds are so bad defensively. Before I get into the picks, Leeds did fire their head coach on Sunday, Javi Garcia. Uh, After the game, uh, they hired Sam Allardyce. For four games. (laughs) For four games, who came out in his first press conference and said, I have more footballing knowledge than every coach in this league. And I should be ranked up there with Mikel Arteta, Ten Hag, and Pep Guardiola as best coaches in this league. Is he full of shit? Or <laughs> his eyes are just, probably brown. Is so it, or has he just got a a crisp stuck in his tooth? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why he's saying that stuff. If he was that good, why isn't he out of why yeah, why is he being out of a job for a year? Like, come on. I mean, what's the, I guess I'll ask you, what's the point of bringing them in with four games left? I mean, they only need a Can couple Can you make a points. difference? They only need a couple of points. Uh, he, it, I mean, he has to do something defensively, right, for them because they're so bad, like you said. I just, I don't you see hope for a new really. manager bounce here? <laughs> no, I hope so. But no, it didn't work last time for Dean Smith. Against Manchester City, and I don't, I don't see it happening here either. Manchester City are just too damn good, and they're at home. Do City rest some players for Real Madrid? I mean, they start Erling Holland in this one. I would say. So a Holland hat trick coming up? No, I don't think so. I'm sure they will rest some players. Maybe like uh, Bruyne. De Bruyne probably. Grealish probably, maybe some defenders. I don't think Pep sits Grealish, man. Grealish is just a physical monster. Like yeah. You look at him on the field, dude. He is just—he's got a magnet on his foot, man. You can't take the ball physical off, condition. I—I I, I feel like Grealish could play ninety minutes in every game and be fine. I'm sure he could. I mean, he did it for Aston Villa, so. But yeah, I'm going with City win here. Yeah, please, Leeds, prove me wrong, but. I highly doubt that's going to happen. Next up, Spurs against Palace at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. 
Palace have been playing good. They got a win last time out against West Ham. Spurs. They, they seem to be a bugaboo team for Spurs. Spurs haven't. They've got one win in their last five. Can uh, Ryan Mason do something? I think they might get it done here. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'll go for a Spurs win. I haven't gone against Roy Hodgson this entire time that he's been manager, and he's rarely proven me wrong. You went against him last week. Okay, well, he proved me wrong. So <laughs> I'm not going to go against him. I'm pick a draw. Okay. All right, next up, Wolves against Aston Villa. Wolves have won three of their last five, sitting on 37 points in 14th place. Chelsea lose. They also jump above Chelsea if Wolves get a win. Villa looking to jump above Tottenham and keep pace with Liverpool for that Europa League spot. Who you got? Villa, man. They're flying high under Unai Emery. Me too. And Wolves, they've looked good in some games. In other games, they just look bad. So I don't like know against Brighton. Gonna, yeah, oh. I don't know which team is going to show up. And I feel like Villa and Brighton are very similar. So very, very, especially going forward. Yep. But yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm going to pick Aston Villa as well. They score goals, and that's why I'm going with Villa. Next up, Liverpool and Brentford. This is at Anfield. Fully healthy Liverpool squad is scary. Do you think Brian or uh, Brentford has enough to keep up with them? You know, defensively, Liverpool have not been the best. But going forward, man, they're, they score goals too. I think I'm going to go with Liverpool in this one. Yeah, me too. It, it's a hard choice, but this one's a Brentford's, tough one. Brentford's away form is uh, the decider for me. In this one. I almost want to say a draw, but I'll give the edge to Liverpool, who, I mean, honestly, they're fantastic form. Last five games, they got five wins. Okay. And then on to May 7th, we start the day with the most important game for the rest of the season in every Arsenal fan's eyes. <laughs> Newcastle against Arsenal at St. James's Park. Does William Saliba play? Does he not? Is it going to be what gives Arsenal the win? Can Arsenal beat Newcastle without him? What do you think? This is going to be a good game. Yeah. Hopefully not so. like the last time they met where it was KG nil-nil I don't, draw. I think it might be KG, but there's no way this is a nil-nil draw. Newcastle have found their shooting boots, man, and are scoring goals for fun, which is not good if you're that Arsenal defense. But because Newcastle like to get forward now and score more goals, it could leave them open defensively. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to go with Arsenal. Okay. Keep the title dreams uh, alive for another alive. week. Pressure on Manchester City. We could be four points up by the time this game is played. You know, for me, Arsenal are not great defensively without William Saliba. Even with Jakub Kivior back there instead of Rob Holding, gives him a little extra pace that Rob Holding doesn't have. But man, this Newcastle team is scary right now. They're so yeah, Callum Wilson's forward. firing on all cylinders, man. Callum Wilson, Alexander Isak, we got Almiron when he's healthy, Jolinton, 
We're going to give him a Reich. Like their whole front line is fantastic right now. So for me, if William Saliba plays, I pick Arsenal. But if he doesn't, I think Newcastle will win. I don't think Saliba plays in this one, man. Then I'm going, still... for, I'm going for a Newcastle win. I pray you're right. And I will happily take a weak loss again. <laughs> Arsenal wins, but I just don't see it happening. It'll be a good one. That's for sure. Yes, I will have my eyes glued on the TV for that one. Next up, West Ham against Manchester United. Three days after playing Brighton, Manchester United have to travel to West Ham at the London Stadium. Hmm. I feel like that could be a tricky one for United. West Ham haven't honestly been playing terribly. Like I said, they played well in the first half against City. Against Man United, they could fare a little better. But I'm going to go with Man United in this one. Okay. I agree. Uh, West Ham could pose some problems for Manchester United. Manchester United don't look great going forward right now. They look great on the counter, but other mm-hmm. than that, in possession going forward, they don't look that great. And to see the fight by West Ham against Manchester City, I'm going to go draw. I'm going to go draw. That'd be a and good much, result for the Hammers. Much good, needed point good for the point. Hammers. Yeah. They're on a three-game losing streak here, so. Especially with uh, crucial Europa Conference League semifinal coming on uh, the Thursday after. On the 8th, we got a trio of games on a Monday. First off, we got Fulham against Leicester City. Zach Craven Cottage, who you got? I'm going to go with Fulham. Okay. Fulham. Again, last weekend, Fulham played Man City. Yeah. And they played, played well. well. Yeah. They did. So I think against a uh, Leicester City team that's struggling. Especially defensively, yeah. I think they could they could do some damage there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Fulham have too much going forward for this Leicester City team. I would love to see Leicester get a result here, but I don't. I, I would don't too. I don't see it happening. You know, as long as their goal difference stays about what it is and they can pick up a couple of points the rest of the season, then they'll be okay. But Nottingham Forest still have to play Chelsea, so could be three points for them right there. <laughs> ah, all right. Next up, we got Brighton against Everton. This one's at the Amex. Everton winless in their last, I don't even know how many games. And Brighton, I mean, they've won three out of five, but by the time this game comes, it could be four out of five. Yeah, I do, Brighton. Yeah. Me too. Everton away from home, completely different than Everton at home. I mean, they played just, well against Leicester here on they did, Monday, but, but... Leicester also is terrible. It's Leicester. <laughs> yeah. So, Brighton, and I think uh, big scoreline... I think they'll play similar to the way they played against Wolves and line up pretty well against that Everton squad. Like I say, if I'm Sean Dyche, man, the only thing I'm thinking of, keep a clean sheet. <laughs> Let's drag this out to a nil-nil. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be happy with that. Oh, every Everton fan would be happy with that, the way Brighton are playing right now. Next up, bottom of the table, six-pointer. Nottingham Forest against Southampton. Forest could jump all the way up to 16th place. 
and be three points clear of the drop zone after this game if they beat Southampton. Southampton could inevitably be doomed. With well, I think Southampton left. are already doomed. Three games left, six points behind. I, yeah, I think so too, especially the teams they have to play coming up. But who I'm going with Forrest. Me too. Yeah. I'm going to go with Forrest in this one. I just, Southampton are terrible right now. Maybe it's a draw, but I, I don't see Southampton winning this game at all. All right. Let's jump over to La Liga. La Liga. Yeah, some all right. Very man. important games, man. Yeah. Some upsets, too. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. But on uh, May 2nd, man, we have Barcelona against Osasuna. We both picked Barca. Yeah. And this one ended 1 0 to the Barcelona. <laughs> uh, Jorge Herrando got a red card in the 26 for fouling Pedri. He was the last defender, kind of pulled him down. He didn't need to foul him at all. The Pedri's touch kind of took him sideways and not towards goal, so he would have been able to get back. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a poor decision on his part. But he got the red. But this one, it took a late goal from Jordi Alba in the 85th. I think the keeper could have done a little bit better. Goalkeeper got beaten near post. 100%. <laughs> but, yeah, fantastic result for Barca. I think they could have had more goals. Pedri missed one. De Jong missed one. Dembele all missing great opportunities. Ter Stegen, he kept his 25th clean sheet. Barca Barcelona. Record. Barcelona record, one off of the La Liga record, which I think he'll probably beat by the end of the season. I feel like he's honestly a pretty underrated goalkeeper. 100%. Like, he's one of the best in the yeah. world. I would say if it wasn't for the foot skills ability of Manuel Neuer, he would easily start for Germany. There's times I think I'd prefer Sir Stoggin over Neuer. I don't know. At this point in his career, right yeah. now, 100%. Yeah. So, but Barca, man, they can they can get the title here in their next game. Yes, they can. So we'll see. Ooh, and it's a rival against Espanol. Mm-hmm. Be a feisty one. And also on May 2nd, we had Real Sociedad against Real Madrid. And I mentioned upsets. Real Sociedad won 2-0. Shocking result. We both picked Madrid to win. We did, and Real Madrid did not look good in this game at all. No. No, they didn't. So now they're four Madrid are 14 points behind Barca. But yeah, incredible miss by Sociedad hitting the crossbar in the 15th. That was a bad miss. It was so bad. It was an but easy finish. Should have been. Like you said, Sociedad looked looked good coming out the blocks yeah. in this one. But Take Kubo, man, opened the scoring. Yeah, former Real Madrid man. Yep. Got it going on in the uh, 47th minute after a horrendous back pass by Edermili Tau to Thibaut Courtois. I feel like it's been a trend. Emilie well, Tau and bad games. Kind bad of. Decision. You know, like, I was... <laughs> so, spoiler, I did put him in my uh, Champions League combined 11. Now I'm like, I should probably take him out. He is not right? playing well. Holy crap. In La Liga. <laughs> 
trying to look and see if I put him in there. Okay, good. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to have to change that. But then, uh, so that was in the first half. Takekubo. And then Danny Carvajal got a second yellow on the 61st. Got the ball, but studs up. Yeah. Was it a red for you? I mean, it was definitely yellow. So it was his second. And his yeah, I guess. First one was he's just being an idiot. Back talking, I think it was. Back talking to the ref it, yeah. and got super close and in his face. You, If you want to yell at the ref, yell at him from 15 feet away. Like, why do you got to get in his face? <laughs> Turn the other way and yell at him. Yeah. God. <laughs> but then the second goal came for Real Sociedad. In the 85th, lovely play by David Silva. And there, but an Etxia, I don't know how to pronounce that, man. It's pretty close. Yeah. But yeah, he got the he got the goal, beat Courtois near post. Again, could Courtois done a little better? I'm no goalkeeper coach, but... I'm not either, but... Shouldn't he get beat near post? Yeah, I mean, it was a one-on-one. He got beat near post, but it was a lovely finish. So It was. He, like, beat a defender, and then... Mm-hmm. I think it was Lucas Vasquez he beat. But Carlo Enchilati, man, he was looking frustrated on the sidelines for this one. I've never seen him that animated on a sideline. I'll be honest with you. He was all over the place. Looking he was more not like happy. Mikel Arteta than Carlo <laughs> Enchilati. Holy cow. But some good news for Real Madrid. Fabrizio Romano has reported after the match that Jude Bellingham is getting closer to a deal with Real Madrid. Yeah, talks in very advanced stages and pretty much other than Manchester City, who apparently have uh, conceded Jude Bellingham to Real Madrid. Uh, they're pretty much the only ones in the running right now. So what a midfield they're going to have for the future. Camavinga, Tushimeni, so, and Jude Bellingham. Holy I was going to say, so which midfield has the best prospect? Real Madrid with those three or Pedri, Gavi, and De Jong. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Madrid just because they're all under 21. De Jong's not. Frankie's what 25, 26, something like that. He's he's not old though. No, Gavi's young, the youngest of the bunch. It's gonna be fascinating to watch these two teams battle it out. So, nonetheless. Speaking yeah, that'll be fun to watch in the league. Speaking here of, some speaking of fantastic teams. Yeah, Atletico Madrid are killing it right now. They played yeah. uh, Cadiz. We both picked Atleti to win. Of course. They they did emphatically. Yeah, yeah. This was a dominating performance. And uh, I got a question at the end after we go through the goals. Because I don't want to okay. spend much time talking about this. Well, Antoine Griezmann, man, he got the goals going after 65 seconds of a nice yeah. little pass from Yannick Carrasco in the box and a lovely, lovely kind of first time finish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not easy. No, and he kind of Made came out of easy. nowhere watching the uh, the play. You're like, oh, where did he come from? There's a flash of pink hair and the ball's in the net. <laughs> and then just 26 minutes later, Griezmann got his second goal. Wonderful counter. Kind of a give and go in the box. Fantastic finish. His 13th finish. goal in the league. Yeah, he's a man on fire this season. Honestly, since the World Cup, he might be top five players since the World Cup in 100%. the world right now. Yeah. 
And if he keeps his form going the rest of the calendar year, man, he's going to be in the top three for the Ballon d'Or, I would say. Yeah, Antoine Griezmann for uh, Atletico and for France, he does his his thing. For Barca, it's a it's no. <laughs> <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants, man. Apparently, yeah, it was yeah. not Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> but Atletico got their third. Alvaro Morata made it three in the 49th off a of Mario Hermoso cross. Atleti given a PK in the 55th after Ruben Alcaraz. Handled the ball. Yannick Carrasco stepped up, converted the pen. But Cadiz did get one back, man. A goal la soul. This one was from the deep. From the deep. The deep. It was. It was Anthony Lozano, man, in the 72nd. First goal of the season. What what a way to get it. Yeah, what a way to get your first goal of the season. And, yeah, that might be a Puskas nominee right there. Puskas? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was another goal I want to talk about here this this past week. That could be one of those. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, It was Inter Milan. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, yeah, I mean, Atletico Man dominated this game. I think I'm even forgetting a goal. <laughs> no, yeah, Molina they, got another they scored, one. They scored less than 60 seconds after that Colosso. <laughs> Literally going straight off the kickoff down the field and scoring. I know VAR looked at that to see if he was offside, but he wasn't. No. Yeah, it was dominating performance. And uh, I'll ask my question now. Is All Antoine right. Griezmann the La Liga player of the year? Ooh, good question. Good question. I feel like it's going to be him or Benzema. Vinny Jr.? I, I want to say Vinny, but I don't think the Vinny has the assists that man has. He's still like third or so in the assists in La Liga. Yeah. And Griezmann, man, he's been putting in the assists and the goals. Not, oh, I guess Ter Stegen could be up there too, I guess. Well, the amount of clean sheets he's got. Oh, that's that's a good shout out too. I almost want to give it to Ter Stegen since goalkeepers yeah. never get it. <laughs> I do too, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Griezmann, man. He's yeah, it's, it's tough to argue that it really is. Yeah, especially he he has to keep the pink hair now. No, oh. you can't get rid of it. <laughs> no, keep it. Yeah, <laughs> keep it. But coming up next week, we got the Copa del Rey final. Yeah, which means every team besides these two gets the weekend off. So this is on the six. It's Real Madrid against Osasuna. So does the Real Madrid that played Real Betis show up? Or the Real Madrid that beat Barcelona in the Clásico a couple weeks ago show up? I'm going to go somewhere in between. I I don't think this ends in regular time. Osasuna have been pretty good defensively this season. Surprising a lot of people. They're in the top half, top half of the table in La Liga. Yeah, yeah. And previous seasons, they've been down towards the drop zone, so they've got a lot better this season. I'm still going to go with Madrid, though. I, you can't not pick them in a cup final. Nope, I love Madrid, man. Yeah. All right, off to the Bundesliga in Germany. We're just going to preview some games here. On Friday All the right. 5th, we got Bayer Leverkusen against Cologne. Uh, Cologne have won two out of their last five games and only lost one, sitting in 11th place. Leverkusen won three of their last five. 
But our wit, uh, they haven't lost in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's been a while. Since What's they lost the word I'm looking for? Let's just go with that. Who are you picking? Bayer Leverkusen, man. You know I'm hot on them. Yeah, I'm hot on them too now. After watching how good Florian Verts is, especially the magic he has on the ball, some of his touches to go around defenders first time, Mesut like. I love Bayer Leverkusen, man. I can name you a whole host of players. Musa Diaby, Jeremy Frinkpong, yeah. Demera Vigs, Palacios. So many, so I many got... but Florian Verts is still my favorite. Uh, I'm going to go with Leverkusen in this one, too. I just don't see them losing. They're too damn good. They're probably, I mean, they're the hottest team in the Bundesliga right now. That's for sure. Next up, on the sixth, we have Osberg against Union Berlin. Union Berlin sitting in third place on 56 points. They're only five points back of Dortmund. And how they keep keeping pace, I will never know. Oh, wait, it's because everybody else is dropping points. Got it. <laughs> it's because Union Berlin is beating them. That's why, right? <laughs> Everyone except Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah. Well, they're sneaking up the table, too. They are. Bayer Leverkusen, they're in sixth place. I'm going to go with Union Berlin, man. Yeah, me too. Um, Offsburg are 13th. They're winless in their last five. I'm going to give it to Union Berlin on this one. Next up, Freiburg against RB Leipzig. Ooh, this is going to be a good Leipzig one. Leipzig just wiped the floor with them in the DFP Porcal midweek. I believe it was 3 0. So um, this is fourth versus fifth. Yeah. This Freiburg in fourth, Leipzig in fifth. I'm going to go with Leipzig. Okay. Changing your answer, huh? Yeah. I'm gonna go I pick Leipzig all the time, so you know who I'm going with. I'm going with Leipzig. <laughs> That's it's your other team. But that puts Leipzig up into the Champions League spots with a win here. Yeah, that puts Leipzig above Freiburg. Mm-hmm. Uh if Union Berlin lose or draw and Leipzig wins, they jump into third. So on goal difference. The same. Next up, we got Werder Bremen against Bayern Munich. And Werder Bremen are, uh, you know, 12th place, one win, last five. But Bayern Munich, I mean, they've won three of their last five, but they have not been playing very well. No, they're missing that striker that we keep talking about. But I'm, I still got to give it to Bayern Munich. Yeah, I just think they got too much. Striker or not, they had too much going forward for too much quality on that team. I agree. On the seventh, we got Borussia Dortmund against Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg are in seventh place. Forty six points. Tricky. Yeah, Dortmund only two wins in their last five. Dortmund Wolfsburg have to win though, man, to keep pressure on on that title challenge. Yeah, they have to. <sighs> I think I'll go with Dortmund. Yeah, um, this is the the tail end of the season. I think Dortmund, they're going to start playing with some fire here soon. And I'm going to give them the win in this one. All, All right. right. Off to the Serie A. 
before we get to your Puskas nominee, we're going to go through a couple other games. On the third, we had Juve against Lecce. We both picked Juve. Juve won 2-1. to one. Lecce thought they had the lead inside of three minutes when Asan Cisse got behind the defense and scored. But uh, it took VAR about 15 minutes to figure out <laughs> if he was offsides or not, and they decided he was offsides. We talked about handballs not being able to tell what that is. Apparently, we can't tell what offsides is either, huh? Yeah, they got lines. It should be easy, they said. All right. Leandro Paredes gave Juve the lead in the 15th minute of a golazo of a free kick. First goal for Juventus. How nice was that free kick, man? That was a beauty. Not to take anything away from it, but I do feel like the goalkeeper lined up his wall not the best. But again, I'm no goalkeeper coach. But I won't take nothing away from that free kick. Still beautiful. It was beautiful. Juve got a goal taken back for offsides after that. And then Danilo gave away a penalty kick in the 37th minute through a handball. And San Cisse finally got his goal converting from the spot. And then uh, the guy we talked about not very long ago, Dusan <laughs> Vlahovic. Been on a, a slump, one would say, lately. For he got year. the winner for the old lady on the 40th minute. Left-footed volley. That was beautiful. Nice finish, yep. But it was his first goal in 11 matches. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that uh, have, that goal was about as beautiful as Juventus's jerseys, man. I was going to say, it must have been those pink jerseys they're wearing. must have been the pink jerseys. They should wear them all the time at home. <laughs> what do you think of them? I think they're gorgeous. Do I also you? Love, I love Arsenal's pink jerseys. I don't like the pink jerseys, man. I don't care for it. I like something different. Sometimes they go a little overboard on the different. But they're tasteful. So, Next up, we had AC Milan against Cremonese. We both picked Milan. This one ended in a draw. One to one. What? I did not see that coming. No, I mean, Milan thought they had the lead in the 11th. But Salamakers was offside. It was a beautiful ball over the top to him, though. It was. And then Brian Diaz, man, missed a sitter in the 60th. Easiest of headers that he missed. It was worse than uh, that Eric it Dyer miss. It was worse than Eric Dyer's miss. And Eric Dyer was three feet from the goal. Yeah, that it was, was bad. bad. It was bad. We've seen Diaz score some bangers this season. How he missed that, I'll never know. And he's not even a defender. Yeah. And then Valeri missed an equally as easy header for Cremonese just two minutes later. Yep. So, I mean, there should have this should have been a goal fest, man. <laughs> Could have been. We got two goals out of it. But let's talk about that Cremonese goal, man. Oh, they dude, took, that was a good one. They took the lead in the 77th minute through David uh, Okareke, put two Milan defenders on their butts. He was like sandwiched between two defenders, and they just cut it. Slowed down, cut it yeah. back, and they both right on the ground. Easiest to finish is after that. Lovely composure. composure. Yeah. It was a sucker punch to Milan, though. It was. Yeah. Milan decided after that to leave it late to get their comeback goal. Junior Messias 
got the equalizer and stoppage time off a free kick, putting it in the bottom corner. It was weird. It was. It was one of those that went like through a group of players and like, did it hit a defender or did it go straight in? I've watched that replay probably seven times and I still can't tell. I watched it four times and I gave up. I was like, okay, they gave him credit. They went in. They did. Because they were probably just like, well, I don't know either. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Charles Piquel got a red, straight red in the 96th minute for violent conduct. He went went crazy. Yeah. He went off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And stoppage time was crazy in this one. Yeah. There's chances at both ends. Milan got their goal. There's a red card. Yeah. Lots of drama. Lots of drama. All right, let's get to the game and your Puskas Award nominee at Elas Verona against Inter. We both picked Inter. They won 6-0. This wasn't even close. Dominating performance. Dominated. Yeah. Uh, Adolfo Geish gave Inter the lead on the 31st minute when he put the ball into his own net. Fantastic header into the bottom corner. It was. It was. I think he lost. (laughs) Lost sight of what team he played for in that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Hakan Kalinaglu. That's it. Yep. He made it two for Inter on the 36th minute with a curler where the spiders lay their eggs. Stunning, dude. Absolutely stunning goal. From the deep. From the deep. From the deep. (laughs) From the deep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was a beauty that that was a wonderful goal from the turkish international because yeah. yeah another maybe puskas i yeah probably it'll probably it was, make it on the list it was lovely yeah it was lovely i did post that to our instagram story so make sure you guys are following us on the instagram and, and if of you don't know the- where to find it check out our facebook our tiktok our youtube uh and our Redbubble. there you go <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I did post that one on the on our story on Instagram, so you guys can check yeah, that out. It was delightful. Ed and Jekko made it three less than 60 seconds later. Lutaro Martinez made it four on 55 minutes with a cheeky chip over the goalie uh, and a terrible giveaway to set him Oh, terrible giveaway defense. And then Mar- Martinez, yeah, with a nice little, little dinker over the goalie. Boop. Little boop. All right, and Jekyll got his second in 61st minute with a lovely finish. And then uh, Lotaro Martinez got his finish the route in the 92nd minute with a very scrappy finish. Yeah, it's kind of bouncing around there in the box, and it looked like he was like almost on the ground when he kicked it, <laughs> but it went in. But, man, Ender could have had Robert so, so many goal. more. Like yeah. that, the goalie for... Uh, Verona, man, he he still had to come up with fantastic saves. Like, there was a couple where it was just a little bit of luck, a little bit of skill involved. But, but yeah, Inter, to say Inter dominated this game is an understatement, man. They were rampant. 20 shots, 10 of them on target, 6 goals, and 75% possession. That's the Inter we've been waiting to see all season. They they picked the right time to get hot, though, because now they've... I mean, this is a couple games now in a row that they've put in some good performances, so they'll need that against AC Milan here in the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, with that win, they jumped up to fourth above their crosstown rivals, 
who dropped down to six with their draw. And other I will results say, elsewhere. That's another fun race here. Is this these Champions League spots in Italy? Yeah. I mean, you got Lazio, 64 points in second. Juventus, one point back from that with 63 in third. Three points back, you got Inter. Two points back of Inter, you have Atalanta, Milan, and AS Roma. That's a lot of teams vying for three spots. Yeah, yeah, it is. And they all play each other coming up this weekend. Oh, spoiler alert. (laughs) Wow, they all do. Yeah. Next up, we had Lazio against the Swallow. I picked a draw because, you know, you picked the Swallow to beat Roma and they beat Roma. I thought we'd get lucky, and you picked Lazio, and they won. Two no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Felipe Anderson got the host the lead on 14 minutes with a beautiful ball over the top, and it was all Lazio in the first 25 minutes. Yeah, it was. They were just piling on the pressure. Yeah, they should have had a couple more. But so Swallow hit the crossbar in first half stoppage time. And it took all the way until extra time of the second half for Lazio to put this one away with Toma Basic finishing the game off, getting his goal. Yeah, Next you almost saw Swallow, huh? <laughs> yeah. No luck. And then uh, we got Monza against AS Roma. I thought I'd try my luck with Monza as well. You went with Roma. We were both wrong. This ended in a draw. Stephen El Shawari gave the visitors a lead in 24th minute. Man, it seems like this week was really all about goalkeeping blunders or defensive blunders. This was a bad one, a yeah. A lot of them. It was a lot of them. Look this one had a huge mistake. Tau. Yeah. Uh, Luca Cald- Calderola. Leveled it yeah, from I heard the commentator say it, man, and it was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be like, what? He got the goal in the 39th minute, though, off a free kick, striking it sweetly from an impossible angle. He was not the one that kicked the free kick. I will say. No, yeah, it was a cross into him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Ziggy Celik, red card in the 95th minute for his second yellow for a bad foul, putting Roma down to 10 men. Did not help Roma any bit. No, that that hurt Roma real bad. Yes, uh... they needed the points there. They drop all the way down to seventh with this result. So, after that result, we got a bunch of lovely games this weekend in Serie A. First off, today. Today. (laughs) Today. We got Udinese against Napoli. Will Napoli finally officially clinched the title. About time. They're not they playing should. Memo Ochoa. So anything's possible. Um, Honestly, I hope they they don't win. So that way they can go to their home stadium for the next game and, and win it there. At the Maradona. Yeah. yeah. But I think they do beat uh, Udinese. Yeah. I mean, Udinese, there are no pushovers, but they have not been great lately. They're not doing so, good this season, yeah. I'm going to go with Napoli as well. I think they finally clinch it and let the party begin 
in Naples. It's going to be wild in Naples. It's going to be crazy. They already got a warning out to the U.S. consulate over there. <laughs> yeah. All right. On the 6th, we have AC Milan against Lazio. Ooh. 6th versus 2nd. This is at the San Siro. I'm going with Lazio, man. I feel like Milan, dude, they're just so inconsistent. Which Milan team is going to show up? Yeah. The one that it's... beats Napoli. You know, Napoli or the one that draws to Cremonese or whoever. Yeah, Cremonese yeah. is who they played. I don't know. I mean, Milan have they're they haven't lost in five games, but they have four draws in their last five. Lazio have two losses in their last five. Like this could go either way. It could. Who you got? I'm going with Lazio. I'm going to go draw because it seems to be the norm for Milan lately. For, for AC Milan. <laughs> yeah. Next up, just as big of a game, we got AS Roma against Inter in Rome. This is wild. All these teams just happen to play each other the same weekend. Right? Kudos to whoever made this schedule. I'm just <laughs> right? <say. laughs> I'm going with Inter Milan, man. They're playing so good right now. Their last three games, have they've impressed me. Yeah, I'm even with Lukaku on the field. They're even... looking good. <laughs> yeah, I want to say when in Rome, do as the Romans do. And for this one, it's going to be loose because I think Inter Milan are going to win. And handily. Because they look probably like the best team in Italy at this very moment. The way they They kind of do, yeah. Yeah. On the seventh, we have Atalanta against Juventus. This is third third. against fifth. (laughs) This one, I mean, Juve's away from home. I'm going to go with a draw. Okay. This one was tough for me to decide. Like, I, I have to pick a winner. I'm not picking draws anymore. Okay. I feel like I haven't picked too many draws this, this episode. So I, I picked a couple. I was like, for this one, because I picked a draw for AC Milan Lazio, I got to pick something. And you know what? I'm going to go the Atalanta win. They're at home. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, I get that right. We'll see. Knowing my luck, Juve will win, and we'll both get it wrong. So Probably, yeah. And then on the seventh, we got Napoli against Fiorentina. The one you wished that they would win so they could celebrate at the Maradona, but they'll still celebrate anyways. They will, yeah. Who you got for this one? So here's, I guess, what I want to say. If they win the title against Udinese, I think there'll be a hangover for this game. And they probably get a draw or loss. But if they don't get that win against Udinese, then I think they win this game. Yeah. To clinch the title. Yeah, I think they're going to win. They'll be hungover. Fiorentina have been on a tear, man. They were in the drop zone. Come they have World moved Cup, up the table, yeah. And they're in eighth place now. I'm going to go the draw. Okay. I don't think they beat Napoli, but I also think the hangover affects them. So, Okay, on to some news. News, news, news. <laughs> news. News. And it's uh, quite big news because the uh, most popular footballer in the world, Lionel Messi, has been suspended 
from PSG for two weeks because he took an unsanctioned trip to Saudi Arabia with his family. It's a weird vacation spot to go if you want to get suspended for two weeks, but I don't know. Maybe it's to find but a new team because that would maybe save the PSG. It is because, like you said, Fabrizio Romano reporting that he will not be renewing his contract and leaving PSG in the summer. Good. Those PSG fans don't deserve him. They're no, chanting they that he should leave him and Neymar. Yeah. Um, apparently, Messi's dad told PSG a month ago that he wasn't renewing his contract. I didn't hear anything about it, but. So it's only gone from bad to worse for that relationship. So as big Messi fans that we are, where should he go? What team would be the best fit? I mean, he's got four teams linked to him right now. The best fit? Or do I want him to go? <laughs> um, let's go with both. But let's okay. go over the teams he's linked to first. As always, Barcelona. As always, Inter Miami. Because they've been linked with them for like five years now. Manchester City or Al Halal. Man City, the huh? Fierce rivals of Al Nasir, who uh, Cristiano Ronaldo plays for, and have apparently offered Lionel Messi $400 million as a contract offer. Well, there you go. I think he'll go there then. So you think, where do you want him to go? I want to come to the U.S. I want to see him in MLS, man. <laughs> I'm selfish. I want to see him play in my own country. I'll be honest with you. I want to see him go back to Barcelona. I just, I don't think they can do it financially. No, no it's almost impossible. They would have to literally swap half their squad to PSG to even come relatively close to his wages. And so that's why I don't think he goes there. Yeah. And yeah. then I why not go collect 400 it's mil between it's between inter Miami and Al Halal, I, I would say, and he'll probably go play in Saudi Arabia and then they'll make a huge deal about the marketing because Messi apparently is already a ambassador for Saudi Arabia. Well, then he was just there <laughs> yeah. on vacation or uh, whatever he was there for. And yeah, they'll, him and Ronaldo will renew that rivalry, except for Messi is way better than Ronaldo is now after seeing some of Ronaldo's highlights and all of his <laughs> yeah. awful misses that he's had. He's not the player he was. So does two questions then. Okay. Does that tarnish Messi's legacy going to Saudi Arabia? No. Second, does it hurt his Ballon d'Or chances? I feel like it might. Yeah, it could. Especially Erling Holland breaking records. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even think he makes it into the top five if he goes to Saudi Arabia. Personally. He's had a fantastic season, but he just won the Ballon d'Or for last year. So I don't think he cares anymore. No. All right. Moving on. What y'all waited so long <laughs> for us to talk about. UEFA Champions League semifinal first leg preview. Let's get into it. On the ninth, we have Real Madrid against Manchester City. And this is going to be, in my opinion, a game to watch because it's either going to be really close or a blowout, depending on which Real Madrid team shows up. Isn't that every game? It's either really close or not. <laughs> 
It is, but this is also the Champions League. But this is also <clears throat> Manchester City, which is a team that is better than any team they have faced so far this season. And they get up for those big games, man, it seems like. Especially the Champions League. So, yeah. If anything, they're always up for a Champions League game. So I picked City to win it. Yeah. And I picked Real Madrid to win this tie. And I might have to stick by it because I can't renege, but I don't feel confident at all about it. I don't. I think Manchester, you shouldn't. Manchester, <laughs> City, Manchester City are that good right now. They just seem destined to win everything. And with the way Real Madrid's defense has been playing, especially Elder Militao, Erling Holland's just going to run over him. So, yeah, I don't have much hope in that one. So let's get to the other one, which could be potentially much more exciting, or there'll be a lot of cards. We have the Milan rivalry, AC Milan against Inter. This one's on the 10th. What do you got? I'm going with Inter, man, the way they've been performing here lately. I know. They look scary. I had my pick in before I even saw Inter's game. They look scary. But AC Milan have been showing up for the Champions League. They have. They have. They showed it against Napoli. We'll see if they can do it against Inter. And I think a Milan team will win this game. <laughs> Duh. Duh. I think it'll be AC Milan winning this game because they're uh, the home team, I guess, technically. I don't know. I couldn't pick between the two, so that's what I went with. Red or blue? You went with red. All right. Yeah. Well, red is my favorite color, so I'll just go with that. All right, man. So we got a Champions League combined 11 coming up. Let me hear your lineup. Okay. This was tough, man. It was real tough. Was I kind of want to change one of my players right, right now. <laughs> well, I'll let you change it while you're doing it so everybody can hear what you originally had. Okay. So I went with the obvious selection and goal, I feel like. Thibaut Courtois. Um, I almost went with Magic Mike for AC Milan, but Thibaut Courtois is just... He's the Z-best. He is the best, in, especially in the Champions League. Right back. I went with John Stones. He's been playing great for Man City on that right back. Sliding into midfield. Got some bangers lately. Been having a stellar season. Center backs. I went with... Well, probably the most informed center back in the world right now, Manuel Akanji. And then I went with Antonio Rudiger because Elder Militao is not playing very well right now, and I almost picked him. And then at left back, I went with Theo Hernandez because, in my opinion, he is the best left back in the world. In the world, huh? Yeah, left back. Right back's different. Center mids, so I went with a 4-4-2. Okay. I went with. So I went with Luka Modric and Kevin De Bruyne, center KDB, mids. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a no-brainer to me. Right wing, I know he doesn't usually play there, but you can't leave either one of these players out. I'm with Rafael Leal. You can't. Vinny Jr. on the left. You can't leave either one out. They're just too good right now. And then up front, 
I'm guessing by this point, everybody knows the two names I'm going to say. It's Erling Holland and Kareem Benzema. Oh, I thought you were going to say Olivier Giroud. <laughs> Almost, but he doesn't even start half the time for AC Milan. So Benzema is the leading scorer right now in the Champions League. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So that's so, your. That's team. mine. Okay. What you got cooking? So mine's not too different from yours. Um, in goal, I went with Thibaut Courtois because, again, best goalkeeper uh, in the world. At right back, I did go a little different. I went with Danny Carvajal. I mean, it's a solid Guys, choice. He's got loads of experience, and I, you know, he played well against Chelsea. I think he's just a. I mean, he's been doing it for years. These guys seems like he's ancient. My center backs. This is probably one I'd want to change. Would be Edermili Tau. Who would <laughs> go you for, go with? Probably Ruben Diaz. Fair. And then Manuel Akanji, because yeah, he's been playing great. Left back is the same as yours, Teo Hernandez. Like you said, one of the you said the best left back. I'll say one of the best left backs in the world. Fair enough. And I went with a three in the midfield. Because I had to get this player in, man. I love him. I know him. you did. I know. You I love watching many, him play. I can't even count how many times you've said how much you love watching him. Nicolo Varela, man. He's in my midfield, along with the obvious Kevin De Bruyne. Then yeah. I switched it up. Instead of going Luka Modric, I went Federico Valverde. I mean, it's a solid choice. He's having a fantastic season. The work ethic, man. The guy yeah. just runs nonstop for 90 minutes. He never minutes. looks tired. Ever. Never. So I love Lord. Federico Valverde. But and honestly, then, you could have gone with any one of the midfielders from you got Tushmeni, Kamavinga. Well, Tony Kroos hasn't really played this season, but yeah. So yeah, it was a tough one. You know, left out Rodri, left out Luka Modric. Those were my two I was debating on. And like I said, I had to get Nicolo Barella in, man. My three up top on the left, Vinny Jr. On the right, like you said, I went with Rafael Leao. Had to put him in. You can't can't leave him out. That run against Napoli, man, alone gets him in my starting lineup. <laughs> and then I got the robot up top, Erling Holland, as my striker. Yep, best player in the world right now. So those are our Champions League combined eleven. Let us know who do you think would win in a in a game. It'd be pretty close. A lot of them. Are yeah, the same. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot the same. <laughs> But that brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to check out our TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, so you can see some of the goals that happen. You can get our thoughts on games as they happen. And yeah, don't forget to check out the Redbubble. Look at the merch. We got some new messy merch. He might not be loved by PSG fans, but he's loved by us. Amen to that. And so on that note, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers.